This time on Kawaii Fi Radio, Emma finds anime recommendations on TikTok. TikTok made me do it, and I'm mad that they were right. Can like, we make that a segment? TikTok made me do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Aaron brings the emotional damage. Now, on the note of not wholesome at all, Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, different kind of wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And the new Digimon movie is surprisingly dark. Aaron, you mentioned what happened in your screen because there is a scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the entire screen goes red. And the implication is that violence is about to ensue. It's over 9,000! Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi Radio. Here you are, and welcome. You're tuned in to Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we dive in the world of anime, manga, and Japanese otaku culture. I'm Kyle, and with me is Aaron. Yo. And our celebrity, Emma. Hello. <laughs> I'm the backup. <laughs> you are. Well, actually, you chose to join us today. Ah, uh, this is very true. It's because it's either this or I have to do some laundry. So <laughs> here I am. You made the right choice. Thank you. you. Did. This episode, Digimon Adventure O2, the beginning, the movie. Wow, it's a mouthful. Is in the cinemas. <laughs> and uh, we've all been to see it. Yesterday. Yes. Yes. Yeah, actually, Separately. yeah. Separately. Separately, yeah. Yes. Um, we, we both went on little dates. Little dates. Little dates. Yeah, we did. Romance. <laughs> um, <laughs> to watch Digimon, which was really dark. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. It was really dark. Um, but, yes, um, that's what we're touching on this episode. It is in the cinemas at the moment. Um, if you're in Australia, the last chance will probably be this week. Um, Sugoiko, who are a new spinoff from the guys who set up uh, Madman Anime um, uh, a new distributor in Australia and they got the rights for it um, and they've done a pretty good run of it oh yeah I Mm. saw that at the beginning of the movie yeah yeah neat Um, so, um, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. And if you've recently come from the new top five best anime podcast whoop licks whoop. on Big Sur to another big hello. <laughs> um, yep, we were recently featured in their list of best anime podcasts. We couldn't be more chuffed. Um, you can find the link for the details on that in the episode description for the full article. But a big shout out to the girls at Shoujo Sunday for tagging us because I didn't know um, we weren't <laughs> tagged. And if they hadn't tagged us, we they, never would have known. We weren't tagged. No. They're like, hey, go look at this, but we won't tell you where they live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more they didn't tag us on social media, Dixerto. So, right. um, yeah. So if you are a fan of deep dives in a shoujo anime, check out Shoujo Sunday. They started around the same time as us. So, yeah. Um, Illumini, oh, wow. if you will. Um, and they're, they're pretty good. They've got some amazing reviews and analysis of shoujo series, and they're definitely worth checking out. Are they in the area? Are we going to do a collab? Uh, they're in the States, my understanding. <gasps> oh. Unfortunately. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we should card capture episode with them. Yeah. <laughs> Do oh. like a call or something? Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'll see. I'll see what they say. Hey, yo, Shoujo Sunday. What's up? Get <laughs> us up again. Well, the, the best thing is, is that it's Shoujo Sundays in the ice cream, and they uh, release on Sundays. I believe. That's cute. Oh, so, so they do Sundays. We do Mondays. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Nice. nice. Um, now, in the vein of shameless plugging, uh, we also have a YouTube channel um, where we share anime-related videos and interviews, including with voice actors. And you can also support us on Patreon, where we share extra content, including a whole other podcast called the Pre-Show. And this oh pre-show was 40 minutes of us talking a lot of trash. <laughs> um, mostly about the cats. Mostly about, well, mostly about Digimon. Mostly about Digimon. Um, and then, and cats. then cats. And then 
what we're doing with the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys were talking about something. I tuned out for a bit there, so I was <laughs> <laughs> like in the pre-show. Yeah, I was like, imagining um, being on Shoujo Sunday, just like, oh, like, this mm. is the stepping stone to getting to where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other reason you can sign up is you get the chance to vote on episode topics such as our annual Halloween and Valentine's Day episodes. Now, if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, details on all of those are in the episode description. Um, but let's get stuck in because we need to talk about what we've been watching first. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy! Hey, time! I gotta go! I just... I have to know! Hooray! I did that thing! What we're watching... Well. Well? Wellity. <laughs> Terry fall down the well again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Um, and he ended up in season two of Hypnosis, Mike. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Aaron, you've been so, watching this. And- what, okay, what is Hypnosis? I've never heard of it. Okay, so this is season two of it. The basic overview of season one when it started was it was... These groups of three pretty boys. Yes, I'm di- there already. I'm all of there. them have different jobs, and they all come together to form these little rap battle groups. Oh, you lost me. Yep, I was waiting for that. And <laughs> so, okay, it's yep, post-war. The government's released these things called hypnosis microphones, and they're the ultimate weapon. And basically what they do is they project your lyrics as actual weapons that do mental damage to the opponents. Okay, you hooked me back in again. Well done. (laughs) Um, And so initially it's about these different groups and they have to do a competition to see who gets in charge of Ikebukuro. And now it's season two and there's this weird group that's hypnotizing people and making them committing crimes. So all of the groups are now helping each other and there's a couple of new groups in there too mm. and they're trying to discover who did this why they did it and what's going on how many of these mics are there surely a lot why there, there are actually <laughs> even illegal hypnosis mics weapons of mass destruction oh, that yeah. checks out yeah mm. okay um it is a music anime it is a music anime and, and we all know how i feel about those yep but Badly. you might actually like this um yeah like um government sub like subterfuge, subterfuge, espionage, subterfuge, kind of espionage. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that kind of mind control. Well, it's more, I think darkness. you might actually like the music. I like that. <laughs> well, it's a multimedia ge- uh, show, it's got like a mobile game, uh, it's it got like uh, drama Most CDs and audios on YouTube. Uh, yeah, um, it's just everywhere. Yeah, it's basically the same sort of vein of concept as... Uh, Love Live. Love Live. Yeah. Oh, God, and you Idol lost Master. me. No, no, no. No, no, not but as in musically. It's Pretty Boys. As in, like, they've taken the same formula but applied it to rap battles um, <laughs> and Pretty Boys. Yeah. Um, there's a guy who's a doctor, a guy who's a host club uh, a worker. There's a guy who's in the military. There's a guy who's ex-Yakuza. There's a guy who's... Uh, salary man. There's a guy who's a writer. There's a guy who's a gambling addict. There's it's, a. It's really bad because when you said salary man, I thought you were going to say salad maker. I'm like, oh. I mean, what? look, it, it wouldn't be surprised. Well, I, I evidently need to eat salad. Yeah, has a monk in it. Nice. Yeah, but he's got like red spiky hair and is all like grizzly and. It, so his, his rhymes are, are are pretty up there. Well, his so. What happens is their hypnosis mics all sort of look the same, but then when they start rap battling, they all sort of transform, and his turns into one of the monk staffs with the rings. I was like, that doesn't sound like a 
euphemism at all. No, heavens no. 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 Transforming microphones. No, <laughs> they get bigger. Anyway, uh, where watch Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Season one and season two. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about something Emma's been watching. Oh. The I... Apothecary Diaries. So TikTok made me do it. Did Honestly, it. it's... And I'm mad that they were right. Can like, we make that a segment? TikTok made me TikTok. do it. TikTok made me do it. No. <laughs> Please don't. Please no. But honestly, this show is so good. It is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, I watched the... I had eight episodes there before I found it. And I watched them in two days. And that's like while I'm working as well. Like I have a day job and mm. then I came home, smashed four episodes a night <laughs> while trying to be an adult at the same time. And I'm really sad that I only have eight episodes. <laughs> there should be another so episode good. this weekend. It's um, it's set in like ancient China. It's a historical romance comedy. Yeah. Oh. So fictional and country based on Ming era China. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they don't say it's China, but it's definitely China. Mm, uh, you know, the land shows, of yeah. um, the emperor concubines kind of thing. And the premise is there's this girl who. Um, her fam, her father is an apothecary or a pharmacist, and um, she gets kidnapped and sold to the Rhea Palace, which is where all the concubines live. And they, through you know a series of events, they find out she's like a poison expert. Um, so she becomes the one of the top concubines' food taster, and then she also um, does all this other stuff, you know, saving people and whatever. Uh, and it's so beautiful. The characters are stunning. Yeah, very beautifully animated. <laughs> yeah, and it's got some tongue-in-cheek humour as well. It's just really, just a great watch. It's also got a little bit of spiciness. Ooh, spicy. A little bit of spiciness. Yeah. It's animated by uh, Toho Studios and OLM, so that kind of makes sense why it's really pretty because both of them Yeah, it's really so beautiful. Animation. The character designs are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, this is, like, it's, PG, but there are some, shall we say, mature themes involved in this. Well, yeah, part of the reason why the girl that gets kidnapped knows a lot of just things in general is because she grew up near a brothel. Mm, In the red light district. Yeah, so she knows a lot of poisons from makeups, um, a lot of poisons because there was like, like suicide back then if you were trapped in a brothel was more common kind of thing. So she mm. knows heaps of things mm. because of that aspect. So that does go hand in hand. But it's not super mm. seedy. No, no, yeah. no, no. It's Cause I generally do not like do not. that if it goes too far. But this is nice. It's yeah. fine. And this actually started as a novel series. Like not even a ah. manga or a light novel series, an actual physical novel series, a big old school book wow so and that started in 2011 it's still ongoing um and uh the light novel started in 2014 and is very rapidly caught up to it mm. um then manga started in 2017 mm-hmm. that's got 17 volumes so that's monthly sunday gene x apparently but if it's got 17 volumes it's been smashing them out yeah, yeah. So. i really enjoy it because it's got a lot of historical elements like i'm a history nerd mm-hmm. so it's got it dives into like the meaning of giving someone a hairpin um mm-hmm. the makeup um was poisonous back then. Like, I'm not sure mm. what it was made out of in China, but in England it was lead-based. Yes. Yeah. So the white one. And, like, it's got all these tiny little things that you're like, 
Oh, that's interesting. So I've, I've had to Google quite a lot of things and it's just really interesting that they've kind of carried all these little tidbits in there, like mm-hmm. historically correct tidbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Moving along, <laughs> let's talk about Making Dr. Kyle's Stone <laughs> Season 3. I don't have time to edit all of this out. <laughs> well, that's why I stopped talking after he said that, so you can edit it out. <laughs> I'll just put a sense of burp. <laughs> um, Doctor Stone season three, part two. Yeah. Yeah. Is this still me? Is no, that it's, yours? It's, it's, it's me. It's me. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's all of us. Like, it's, both you and I Have are watching, you been this watching it. No. No. I haven't seen a single episode. Ooh. Well, it's good fun. It's good fun. It is Mr. Me Six. He went, hooey. So Dr. Stone, um, if you're not aware of the series, uh, a big green glow goes across the entire planet, turning everyone to stone. And then people start waking up about a couple of thousand years later. Yeah. Um, and they start rebuilding the world from scratch using stone science and, yeah, making... The help of a boy genius called Senku yeah. who looks like he's an onion with his hair yeah. Uh, yeah I really appreciate the character of Senku because he is a boy genius like yeah. he's like absolute like Jimmy OP. Neutron yeah basically he is Jimmy mm. Neutron because he is weak as like yeah. he is a gangly little nothing of a child put all his stats into int yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and I appreciate that he's not like the best boy, you know, and he is the strongest yeah. of all of them and the smartest and the most handsomest. Like, he has he also his has, like, thing. No interest in romance either. Like, he gets, like, yeah, engaged. zero charisma. Yeah. No, no, he gets engaged to someone. To the most beautiful girl in the village. And then immediately divorces her. And he's like, no thanks. Just so that I'm he busy. can be the chief of the village. Oh, yeah, so he can make important decisions. Yeah, yeah. It's, it wow. was really funny. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the characters that, like, it does become, like, I wouldn't say cast of thousands, but they, they do build up to quite a large team. Yeah. And each person has an individual area of expertise. There is no one who is just fantastic at everything all the time. Um, yeah, and there's no one who has nothing to offer either. Yeah, this is true. Like, characters who you think in season one are super evil are still around in season three and actually have a purpose. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good um, development Character arcs. development, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, at the We're at the point at the moment where we are about to find out... Well, we're, we're on an island where they have think the origin of the stone, like the petrification beam has come from. Rock on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's... Small world that they could just cross one ocean and find it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it Minecraft? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, that that they had an idea of where it came from based on like trigonometry, because uh, science, boy genius, science. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really good. Um, I think it isn't being talked about because the season's been split in two. So we had season one, which ran for twenty four episodes. Season two, which ran for twelve, and then season three has been two halves of twelve. And after the first half felt quite slow, and I think people might have dropped it because it was during that that blockbuster mega season when we had like 
30 series that were worth watching. Oh, yeah. Uh, it took us a real long time to come back around to Doctor yeah. Stone just because we didn't have the time for it. Yeah. Um, this season's a good season for yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, really good. Highly recommend. Still all the same goofy science. Um, I've read the manga all the way to the end. Um, not sure on the end because um, it kind of feels like Da-da-da. it. Yeah. Da-da. I'm not going to... That's anything. Yeah. Yeah. Have we discussed Attack on Titan and how it's finally ended? We haven't even watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it either. I dropped it when they were like season yeah. finale part three XYZ Kingdom Hearts yeah. three over five days. <laughs> Return of the Titan and the... Yeah. yeah. There's, so, there's so many people trying to defend the fact that it's like, you know, oh, the final season was named that because Mappa didn't think they'd make a second, uh, episode, a second season afterwards. It's like... It was one of the highest grossing series. Yeah. Like, yeah. It had the highest few figures. Yeah. The only reason Wit didn't take it on anymore is they didn't have the capacity. They handed it to Mappa because they have an studio relationship. Mm. Everyone's, and then, you know, Mappa just went, okay, it's the final season. The final season now has more episodes than the normal season. So, yeah. <sighs> and I, I mean, combined, like season one, two, and three have less episodes than the final season, part one, two, three, plus the spin off videos. Yeah, I'm just really tired of these shenanigans, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, they knew what they were doing. Like, yeah. Uh, and I, I said this on the podcast when they announced the final season. I said, there is no way you could finish the show in that season. Well, we did discuss it and we did say that they'd have to do a, um, a Promised Neverland. Yeah. If they were going to do that and ruin it. And they didn't, but they've just, you know, confused everyone forever. Yeah. Um, well, it's really dumb. Attack on Titan was massive. Like, do you remember mm. all the cosplayers? Yeah. Like, and then people mm. were out doing the whole, like, salute thing and potatoes yeah. and the Titan cosplayers. Yeah. So many Titan cosplayers. But it's mm. like, this is the thing, like, because it's become such a joke, it has lost its steam. Yeah. Yeah, it's lost a lot of the momentum. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it is a good story. But I finished reading the manga, like, four years ago. Hello, Kumo. He <laughs> wants to be on the podcast now. Yeah, we've got two he podcasts. He has opinions about there. Attack on Titan too. Yeah. He does. He likes uh, jumping and going aerial and attacking yeah. things on strings. All <laughs> uh, right. So, Dr. Stone, you can catch that all on Crunchyroll. Uh, highly recommend it. Great fun. Good, wholesome show. Mm-hmm. Now, on the note of not wholesome at all, Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, yeah, different kind of wholesome. We're not going to spoil anything, but let's just say this season's dark. There is a lot of pain. There is a lot of loss. This season really gets to it, you know? Yeah. They um, get slicey dicey and not very nicey. They yeah. do not. Um, and I, I like how the first half was all like, ha ha, tra la 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 and then... Yeah. Yeah, Shibuya <laughs> incident. Happy little flashback. Yeah. Ooh, Shibuya Look at incident them. They're having fun is horrible. Um, it's a, like, horrible, but it's amazing. It's so good. Mm. Like It's brutal. Just, just be aware that like... This has character deaths. It is one of the dark trilogy. It means that, you know, if someone dies, they ain't coming back. Yeah, it's for keeps. It plays for keeps. Yeah. Uh, except for that one death right at the beginning. Yeah, but that's that's kind of a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Now he's attacking the sword that I told you to poke him with. Wow. <laughs> Kumo is... That's the second knife he's tried to go for today. <laughs> <laughs> trend. Our cat is violent, apparently. Um, so he's Jujutsu Kaisen... Cat. Yeah, um, this is Kumo, our second cat. But Jujutsu Kaisen is on Crunchyroll. Uh, at the moment, highly recommend watching it. It is one of the standout series of the current generation. If you can, if you haven't, if you're not watching it, save it. 
until all the episodes are out. Oh, yes. Because it is uh, so bingeable. January. Oh, you mean season two? Mm. Okay, yeah. I was worried you meant the whole thing. I was like, that's not happening for like another 50 years. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no. It's like the whole season if you can yeah. to just watch in a yeah. sitting because so, it's killing us that we have to wait. Yeah. Um, so season one, then watch the movie, um, which is a prequel um, because that does play into the rest of the story you'll then understand who some of these people are that keep flashing up on the screen who we haven't seen in the actual series are you know what would be fun mm-hmm. watching in chronological order oh so like Shibuya mm. Incident Zero Season 1 and then the rest of Season 2 well no no, no. Shibuya Incident is the most recent oh no I so, meant um, um, the, so the Zero, forward, zero flashback things. first part of Season 2 Season 1 mm. no first part of Season 2 then Zero then oh yeah because that's when they're yeah. in school, and then Zero is oh, when he's a teacher. Yeah. 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 Hmm. You'd be missing a lot of context, though. It'd be interesting to see it how they see it. Yeah. Though. Yeah, it would be. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It's um, <laughs> the English trans- translation for Jujutsu Kaisen is sorcery fight, um, and, <laughs> we're, <laughs> and we're never going to call it that. Yeah. Um, even though that is actually what it translates to, it's just. Yeah, JJK is better. So. We're only going to call it that to make fun of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, look, if you've been watching or reading something interesting that you've really enjoyed, let us know in the comments section um, over on YouTube or on socials. Um, for instance, I finished all of Bleach, um, the manga, and uh, it was good. Wow. Was it? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. Okay, because I got up to the Thousand Year Blood War. Mm-hmm. And I got, like, I think halfway through it. And then I just went, no, Ichi goes a Mary Sue. Every time there's a new villain, oh, he's got their powers. Look at that. Yeah. It's look. Superman. And then yeah. they rewrite his origin yeah. again. Yeah, it's the Superman quandary yeah. where, you know, it's episodic. So new bad guy needs to be defeated with new powers. Yeah. That's why Superman is OP. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like reading it all, having it all been released together and getting from point from the beginning to the end in about two, three months, it makes a lot of sense. Like, there are signs in those early chapters that point to what's happening at the end. Um, but you are right. It does seem like every time um, his new power comes up, it's because there's more about his background. Um, mm. And it's not necessarily rewriting it. It's just adding more and more, like, little hyphens. Like, you know, th- this also happened, and this also happened, and this yeah. also happened. Well, it's just, like, also conveniently enough, they were, insert new bad guy here. Though I did I did quite like the, um, the twist for Zangetsu. Like yeah. that, that was quite well done. Yeah. I um, haven't watched any of Bleach. I don't know anything about Bleach. And I made this purposeful decision after I finished watching all of Naruto. Yeah. I was like, I cannot do this to myself again. Well, Bleach is much shorter. Yes. Um, the, yeah. the manga. The anime, no. The yeah. anime has more filler yeah. than Naruto. It's yeah. pretty bad. Although um, some of the filler is good. Some of the filler is good. Some of the filler is good. Anyway, um... That's what I've been reading as well. So there you go. Um, now reading Jujutsu Kaisen. So um, because by the time I actually catch up to the current arc, the current arc will finish. So true. It went well. Anyway, let's get on to what we actually really do need to talk about, and that is the Digimon Adventure movie. Kawaii Fire Radio. We'll be there on time. There's 20 minutes of ads. Cinema Club. My God, the ads were so bad. Oh my God, the ads were so bad. <laughs> were they? At Hoyts, yeah. Yes. Because I managed to get in, like, I caught the tail end of Boy and the Heron, and then oh, the you movie got a started. For, oh, we had I a feel- preview for the Disney film 
the new Wish one, which looks terrible, yeah. twice. Wow. Yeah. At the beginning and at just before the film. It was like film. one that advertised the film and one that advertised Hoyt's showing the film. Yeah. Um, the ads were so inappropriate. Yeah. One of them was from Barbagello, which is like a luxury car brand. You think As if we're going like to see a, a Digimon film, we can, af- seller, we can so they afford sell, like, Lamborghini? Jeeps and yeah, you know, right. all those fancy ones. As if we can afford those. Yeah. We're too busy buying figurines of Angemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or getting tattoos and shirts of Vemon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which Aaron has and is wearing. <laughs> Had to. Yeah, of course. All right. So Digimon Adventure 02, the movie, the beginning. Um, this is in cinemas at the time of recording here in Australia. But by the time this uh, episode is out in the wild, it'll be in the final week. Um, this focuses on the Digimon Adventure 02 crew um, and is set after the film Digimon Adventure Last Evolution Kazuna, so about two years afterwards. Mm. It is based on the original two Digimon TV anime series, so it's part of a continuing continuity. It serves as the sort of series finale of the 02 story, apparently, but mm, we'll see. I realized there was a bit of an inconsistency in it. Mm. He was the first Digidestined, right? Yeah. Mm. But that girl who was going around in Last Evolution Kizuna seems like she was older than him. Yeah, but she could have got the Digimon later. Because if... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he was what, like four? Yeah, yeah he was four. It yeah. was 1996 when he got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so there, there is some time play in this 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 is if you watched last evolution kazuna it is not as high action as that was this one is definitely much more of an analysis of um the characters and their connection to their digimon as opposed to um yeah kazuna where it was you know about moving on and about growing up yeah um so this one you're not going to be crying in. Kazuna, you will be crying in. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was almost on the verge of tears because it was a little bit cringe at times. Yeah, look. The, if you watch the original Digimon Adventure 02, it is exactly the same style of writing, the exact same yep. style of behavior. Yeah. Um, Which I do appreciate. Yeah. Like, it is very true to the OG. Yeah. But because of that, and because I'm not, like, nine anymore, <laughs> um. I was just like, oh, I can't handle all this talk about friendship. <laughs> I know. It's all this talk about friendship. I'm just bitter. <laughs> all right. So um, the premise of the story is set. It's set two years after the battle against Eosmon, and Davis, Ken, Yoli, Cody, TK, and Kari meet a boy named Rui Owada, who is found with a depowered Digivice and claims to be the first Digidestined ever. In addition, a giant egg appears above Tokyo Tower. And suddenly messages go around the world saying everyone will have their own Digimon partner. Now, we won't go too deep into the spoiler ethic and what's going on from there. If you, you want that, though, check on, the pre-show. Are you reading the, the actual synopsis, yeah? Some of it. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the kid on this? Louie. Uh, Rui. Yeah, because yeah. you said Rui, but the English translation is Louie. Yeah. And it says Louie on all the signs in it. Mm. But... It's the yeah. yeah translation and R's and L's in Japan. Mm. Yeah, like they. Mm. I don't know why they changed it. They could have just called him Rui. Rui. Well, it's because everyone else's name is kind of. They all got westernized. Like Cody, you wouldn't find a Japanese guy called Cody. Well, TK is Takeru. Yeah, but at least yeah. it works. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, like you wouldn't find a Stephanie because they literally don't have those those vowels or a like the, the <laughs> language to do that. Mm. But Cody, they can. Cody. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Mm. I didn't actually pick up on that. It took me a minute. It's interesting because they don't say Louis in the cast listing mm. or like in brackets where some of the other ones have. Mm. But they call all the other Digidest in their English names. Yeah. Look, this this was a great film. Um, if you watch the original Adventure O2, and it does tie up yeah. a lot of the story parts. It's not going to be for everyone, and especially if you were kind of towards, shall we say, if you were a bit older when Digimon O2 came out and you mm. found it a little bit cringe, you are going to find this even more cringe because of it. Because it it has kept the same style, which is very true to the originals. Yeah, exceptionally wholesome, kind yeah. of. Crown yeah. it down your throat, wholesome. The irony being that they try and make it very wholesome but the content of this story is really dark oh it's brilliant i really enjoyed that part <laughs> yeah yeah like it's oh boy yeah um there's there's some uh mm-hmm. let, let, let's just say there's a digimon called ukamon and ukamon's sense of right and wrong is a little bit problematic um mm. like it's it's being it's louis happiness at all costs yeah Davis's Japanese name is Daisuke. Daisuke. That ah. makes more sense. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Yeah. Uh, did the original call him Daisuke though? Um, I don't think I don't so. Because it was a four kids dub. Yeah. It was a four uh. kids dub, so they changed the name of everyone. Because uh, Ken's name is Kenichi Joji, and I'm pretty sure it stays the same in Japanese. It's Ken, yeah. It's so like Yo Lee's yeah. name is Miyako in the Japanese version. Yeah. Cody is Iori. That's a real big change. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kari's was Hikari, which, mm. you know... Mm. Easy. Yeah. They kept Ken the same, because, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and TK. TK. Yeah, Takeru. Mm. Yeah, t- so, because TK's... TK works for both his first and last name, because it's Takaru Takeshi. Mm. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> TK, TK. Which is Johnny Young Bosch. Yes. Who is the voice of Vash the Stampede. He's a lot of voices. Oh, he was the voice of Davis. Because that guy does literally everything. Brian Donovan. Yeah. Yeah, what he else is he Rock voice? Lee. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, that explains the youthful energy. Yeah, that, I was like, <laughs> that explains, yeah, the gusto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been in a lot of Digimon. Um, he's obviously been Rock Lee as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest aren't that... No, wow, it, he hasn't be, got a lot. It'll be Rock Lee that yeah. I was like pinging on. To, to be honest, like, other than Salty from Alpha and Omega, the video games? What? Yeah. Um, I think that's... I don't know either. I actually don't. It's a, it's, <laughs> don't mention Alpha Wow, that's Omega. a weird... It's a 2010 American animated adventure film, but it looks like it's to do with ah! wolves. Yeah, don't, I mean, don't, with don't, the title just, Alpha and Omega, yeah. That's yeah, it's like, yeah. just cut that I thought it was Pokemon. Um, <laughs> maybe. Sapphire and Ruby. Yeah. I mean, the whole Alpha and Omega thing is Yeah, not false. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Flint the Time Detective as a monk. Uh, Atom as... I don't know if that is like Atom Atom. No, Alpha Teens on Machines. Wow. What? Uh, a French superhero animated TV series. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you, you see what I mean? Like, it's kind of a little bit weird. Like, mm. Digimon and Naruto are his main list. But when you have a look at his filmography, it's pretty short. Huh. Oh, yeah. So, he must be getting a lot of work on just those two franchises. He, yeah, he was in a lot. I mean, of- oh. he would have, surely he would have made bank on Naruto alone. Yeah. Well, he's in multiple Digimon series yeah. and he's in Rurouni Kenshin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, that'll do it. Sound Peak of my childhood. Energy. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So look, they, they were really good voice actors for this. Um, they yeah, except reprised for, all for the, the one original cast. that did the... It's, it turns into Ankylosaur. Armadillamon? That voice? No, I agree 100%. I don't remember it being that annoying as a child. Me either. Me neither. I feel like I've I never always, heard that voice in my life. It was terrible. I always thought it was like a heavy southern accent. Uh, that th- would have been great. I always thought it was Armadillamon. That would have been a, like a yeah. macho, huge Texan man Robbie in Damon. the shape of an armadillo. I guess. Yeah. That, right? You could sell yeah, it to me quite easily. But whatever um, the heck that was. It sounded like somebody just huffed a bunch of helium. Um, yeah. He's not the original voice. I didn't think so. No, he is, not. He's the voice of Joe Kiddo in Adventure Try and in Ugh. Armadillomon, Anklemon and Uppermon in Last Evolution Kazuna and uh, obviously Adventure 02. But other than that, he's not the original voice. Oh, what? I wonder who is. Maybe the original was a southern guy and this guy's just decided to go his entirely own direction with it. So many people had to say yes to, to that, that man doing the voice. That for, voice um, specifically. Yeah. So many people have to be like, yeah, that works. That's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's got quite an extensive list of dubbing experience, but it just seems like whoever was involved with direction there shouldn't have been in yeah. that. So he did the dub for um, Tuxedo Mask and Salomon Crystal for instance. Ah, yeah. Like, you know, and... So his regular voice is a nice voice. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not hard to do a southern accent. Mm. It's really not. Even if he didn't, like, mm. I would have... Oh, my God. I would have preferred him just screaming into the he's, microphone um, instead of what he actually yeah. did. He's Moomin Rider in One Punch Man. Oh, okay. It, it, there, he's got a good voice as well. Like, I know Moomin Rider is just like, you know, just unlicensed rider. <laughs> That's so what it, it translates to, unlicensed so bike funny. man. Oh, okay. Yeah, car, he really doesn't funny. have a car license. So he's, he bikes everywhere. Valid. <laughs> um, he's done Marvel stuff. He's done Bucky, FLCL, ReZero, um, Sword Art Online, Persona 5. He's Goro Akechi. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Like, there's such a diversity. It's like, my man has talent. Well, Goro. And- He's got a wide range. Like, wow. He's Veneer in Konosuba, the demon with the black and white mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, so he can do a lot of good voices. Like, God of High School, he's Megumi in Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, wow. Like, see what I mean? Like, they screwed him over with Armadillamon. Yeah, it's almost as if he he thought this movie was beneath him. So he was like, I don't care. I'm just going to do this for the previous movie as well. Yeah. And for Digimon oh, Try. and was the voice that as well? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's why it's consistent between the two movies, but I thought I had, like, some sort of Mandela effect going on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been in a lot. Like, I mean, good for him, but, oh, that, that was a bad choice. That was a bad choice. Yeah, feel for him. All right, in that case, I'm going to blame the director. I, I think we do need to blame the director. Let's see who the director is. <laughs> <laughs> Coming for you, bro. Um, actually, this this was one of the things as well. Like the dub is so. I, mean, I know we're going well off the actual story of the series, but we don't give, want to give away too much because it is this is quite a simple story, realistically. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Um, the you could break it down to monkey paw. Monkey paw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can. But like, careful what you wish for. Yeah. There's always That's a catch. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this was the dub was done from memory. It wasn't. It wasn't Salami Studios. It was the other one that we knew did a lot of dubbing. Um, And I'm surprised that it's not 
you know, like especially that Armadillamon, for instance, like I'm surprised that got through hmm. because the dubs that this group normally does is pretty good. Um, Actually, I came up with a good analogy for the thing the movie's trying to teach us. And it was, it's very much like a relationship. Mm-hmm. You've got to learn about each other and not just focus on making one person happy. Yeah. You've got to communicate your wants, your needs, and not just be like, oh, I believe that person wants this, so I'm just going to do that for them. Studiopolis is the dubbing studio. Studiopolis have done a lot. They uh, were part of ADR Productions, and t- um, they did Loop in the Third starting in the 1970s. Like, because oh, wow. they are the combination of two previously known so they've studios. They've been in the game for a long time. Yeah, they were Screen Music Studios, then Studio E Productions, um, going up to 20, 2005. It's they've been around for a long time, and the mm. quality of the stuff they do is good. Like, you just go through the list, and it just goes and goes. They did like the dub, the original Digimon dubs, dubs for instance, Tiger and Bunny dub, Cabinary, oh, nice. um, Digimon, Baruto, Naruto. Um, Bungo Straight Dogs, all of the original um, Sailor Moon. Like, you name it, they did it. Um, Sorry, under the desk, Kumo is reaching for the cables. Sorry, we're still dealing with a a (laughs) wild... Two little arms come up between the desk and the wall under your monitors. (laughs) (laughs) He's a long boy. He's a long boy. He's losing his mind. Um, But this is also, from memory, one of the studios that helped out with some of the Studio Ghibli dubbing when it was taken on by Disney. because They did the Kiki's Delivery Service dub only yesterday. Um, Wow, that's recently. Castle in the Sky. They've done a lot of Loop in the Third dubs as well. Princess Mononoke's dub. Um, Animatrix. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Like, they've done a lot. And so, like, for this to kind of slip through, I know we're kind of really picking on one single voice here, but it's just so weird. Mm. So, anyway, Digimon Adventure 2. This originally released in Japan in October 2023. And it's been good. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's had a pretty good run. Um, it's Except the- for in the States. Yeah. <laughs> but States had, like, two days. One for oh. Japanese, one for English. Yeah. Oh. Like, dubs. It's just, it was really weird. Yeah. Um, but I think, once again, it might be a case because it hasn't gone through Sony Crunchyroll and all that, that there was limited pull, if you will, mm. for getting a, a long run in the cinemas. In the, the US, they got it on November 8th. We only got it last week, which would have been November 20th, I think it was the start, or 22nd. Yeah. You'll leave the movie feeling something. Yeah, yeah. Whether that's cringe, <laughs> or, or whether trauma. that's trauma, or whether that is, um, you know, a bit of nostalgia. Like, it, watching some of the early parts really hit hard because it was like... Oof, seeing the stuff that happened to Louie as a kid. Yeah, I think we should mention there is a bit of a trigger warning um, for Louie's story. Yeah, for... Domestic violence. Domestic violence. Um, It's it's, it's pretty hard to watch. Um, And, you know, it it really kind of establishes why the character has the demeanour he has. Yeah. yeah, originally I was like, oh, you know, he's the first Digidestin. He might be like a bit of a pick-me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was, but because he had a really bad, horrible upbringing. I yeah. also thought he was a Chunibyo. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. that came off and I was like, oh! Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's I gross. Was, <laughs> I was not expecting that. I, I Did it revert at the end? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was sealed I shut at the end. Yeah. Okay. Cool, good. So he has an eye patch, 
But we're yeah. not telling you what's under the eye patch. You have to go watch it yourself. We're not going to tell you about the gross side of his face. Like <laughs> the, the, the gross side of his face. <laughs> oh, my God. That he broke um, himself. Also, yeah. the, uh, I, I think, Aaron, you should uh, mention what happened in your screening because there is a, there is a <laughs> scene oh, yeah. during the story where... Um, the entire screen goes red. And Ken, uh, not Ken, um, Louis. Louis grabs a baseball bat. And the implication is that violence is about to ensue. It's not. No. But it's hard to know. Yeah. Um, so what ended up happening was at my screening, it was myself, my partner, and then there were two other people in the cinema that turned out to be a mother and a child. We only found out it was a mother and a child when the um, scene started to happen and the child was escorted out behind a blanket with the mother covering the child from so, the screen from the screen so he didn't have well the child didn't have to see it <laughs> did they come back no they were gone that was it wow <laughs> oh wow so to that mum to that, that mum that got real bad <laughs> like <sighs> which i mean look if i had a small child and i went to go see that movie i would have made the same assumption and i would have taken my child yeah i mean i wasn't expecting it to get as dark as it is especially for a pg yeah film um but i can also comprehend yeah it gets real heavy yeah it does it's uh, you know i'm going to double check that the rating is pg, PG. Because, um, like, you can... It doesn't justify it, but you understand why everything is the way it is. Yeah. It's actually surprisingly not on not a very good rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I went and read a bunch of the <clears throat> reviews before watching it mm. because I wasn't sure I'd be able to. Mm. And some of the reviews were terrible. Yeah. Like, just absolutely... One of them was, not in the UK, not in the UK, one star. Wow. That's not a film <laughs> review. Yeah, right. It's <sighs> a distribution review. And then one of them was talking about the character arc and how it didn't make sense that he'd go back and forth constantly between liking and disliking Digimon. I was like, you weren't paying attention to the movie, were you? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He didn't swing back and forth. He just didn't trust them because of bad experience. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it is PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's being in love with someone who eventually hurts you. Yeah. But you still love them. Yeah. yeah. They uh, may not have had a uh, experience with relationships. Yeah, but that's usually what happens with mm. a first relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also not an uncommon trope. Yeah. yeah. Presented in media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, look, this is... It hits hard in some spots. It's not going to be for everyone. It's definitely... There is definitely, I'd say, a reliance on the nostalgia. Yeah. Um, because of the way that it's been scripted and written. Um, I tell you, seeing the um, the Digivolution little... Animation. Magical girl transformation scenes, that yeah. made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because I looked over and you screen. were like, eee! Yeah, like, <laughs> monkey brain part of me was like, ha yay! <laughs> well, like, I... I want to see more Digivolutions on the big screen. Yeah, no, like right. just yeah. oh, scratch that itch. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like should we like go hire Backlog Studios and just watch all of Try back to back? <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for that <laughs> or for the pain. Yes. Yeah. There is a lot of pain. Yeah, but they have a bar, they... so we can drink our sorrows oh away. <laughs> we can make a Digimon drinking Ooh. game. <laughs> Whenever you want to cry, drink the pain away. No, no, you will die. You will have straight up liver failure because you will fair, die. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, but 
look, the story does um, revolve around uh, Louis slash Rui and his Digimon called Ukamon. It's a uh, lot of flashbacks. It's a lot of flashbacks. There's not really a lot of what we kind of would see in the old school Digimon where it's a lot of fighting, it's a lot of battles, you know. It's not really Monster of the Week. It is a big overarching story over almost 90 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, for the... It is the, a Monster of the Week, except just 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a story arc for what, yeah. from what you would consider for a Digimon series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I enjoyed it. Same. Like, it's good plot, good story. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to Digimon to watch Monsters Fight, yeah there's not a lot yeah there's not a lot and i think that's kind of what these more recent films are doing in the digimon franchise because they know a lot of the people who watch these original ones who have the demand for these films are older now they're able to deal with some of these more mature things they want the warm fuzzy feeling nostalgia but also something that'll leave them going oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah because it's not the the whole world isn't you know sugar and candy canes and Digimon. You can't fun. just go fight a big monster, destroy half a city, and walk away, and everything's fine. Mm. Yeah, like it was really interesting to see. Like you don't see all the characters from Gen One, but you do see Ty on TV at some point. Yes, so that TV is actually an OVA. Oh, it's Return of Diaboramon. He digivolves into Armageddon. Mm. And the funny thing is with that one is Omnimon loses that fight and Imperialdramon comes in. And, and this th- is set between the films? Um, this is set ages ago. Oh. Yeah, like after O2. Hmm. Um, and they fuse into Imperialdramon Paladin mode. Hmm. And so I was kind of hoping we'd either get to see that on the TV uh. or there'd be like remnants of Omnimon's energy and Imperialdramon would be able to channel that and like, Digital overcome one, yeah, yeah. The, well the the reason i mentioned it is because he was like at a press conference ty was talking about um the egg because he's become i guess the digimon expert well izzy is ty's just there because he's one of the ogs yeah yeah but uh, izzy wasn't on the screen during it no, he was he was in the bottom right so oh. when they had the big conference table you could see him down there ah okay yeah, so but they named ty as the world's foremost expert yeah oh did they mm. yeah okay they said um, yeah, they were like, oh, I'm surprised he's not here or whatever. And they're like, well, he is the world's foremost expert, basically. So he's probably pretty busy right now. And then he's on the screen. No, that was Izzy they were talking about. And then Kari goes, oh, yeah, I tried calling Ty, but he said he didn't have time for small chat, small talk. Maybe. Well, yeah, it was It was hard to tell because it was a very quick scene. Yeah. yeah. And th- this is in, like, the first five minutes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, like, the original synopsis for this, which we discussed multiple times on the podcast, mm. is, like, you know, the first Digi-Destined descends from Tokyo Tower, and it's like, that ain't what happened. That's not what happens. It, it, <laughs> I like, mean, um, it's technically yes. correct, but it's not what happened. <laughs> he descends from Tokyo Tower. Not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't in the lift either. <laughs> like... What a weird way to like promo it. Like, it made him sound a lot more mysterious. It did, than didn't it? Actually, cool. was yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Well, if he did descend from Tokyo Tower, he'd be a hundred percent a pick me. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, descend from Tokyo Tower. It sounds like you know he's a some god sort of descending. god type, yeah. but he's just a dude. Like he'd yeah. been locked away in the digital world and he was finally released. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been a sick story as yeah. well. Like, do the Jumanji. Yeah. Oh, that would have been sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, did you want Jumanji? Yeah, can you imagine that? Like the digital world smashes into the real world, and like I would Digimon prefer it if he room. was like thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. you know, instead of like 
around the same age as the other yeah like he got his like six months before everybody else yeah Yeah. it's like that's not very original yeah that's you know well i mean he was kind of like the reason for it yeah i know but it's still like well also you know how you saw the uh, little baby Ty and Kari walking yeah. up the stairs. That's because it was after the very first part of the first Digimon movie. Oh. You remember with the Greymon and the Parrotmon fighting in the city? No. Um, <laughs> so it's been a hot like, I, on, okay. I believe you, obviously. Speedrun version I, of it. Mm. Um, they randomly get an egg from the computer. It hatches, turns into Koromon, turns into a big Agumon, not terribly chatty, breaks out of the apartment. Kari goes with him. Ty chases after him. Parrotmon comes out of it, another digital portal. They fight. Agumon gets his butt kicked. He turns into Greymon, kicks his butt back, and then they both disappear. And in the flashback, we saw them walking up. Yeah, up the stairs after that battle. That can't be after the battle because That's he before. hadn't even met Thingy yet. Ukemon. Ukemon. No, but it wasn't their Koromon or their Agumon. It was a wild one. Oh, okay. It wasn't their Digimon. So, was, oh. so Digimon existed before yes. at this point. Oh, okay. But Digidestin did not until after The Wish. The wish. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it, you see that stairwell, stairwell and that bridge mm-hmm. in the... Well, originally that makes, it was an Yeah, OVA. that yeah, makes yeah. more sense that they would, like, do a nod to that. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of but to give you were, a sense of time yeah. and what was in happening around there. Yeah. Hmm. Me likey. Yeah. Me likey. Well, like, there's a lot more in Digimon than, like, Mates the eye. If you've watched enough, you sort of mm. get more out of it. It's cute that they gave, like, the true fans that little, little hey, nod. look at this, check this out. <laughs> you remember this? this? You remember this bridge? Hey, do you recognize this, y'all? Pretty sure Agumon goes under it like, breaks a vending machine. Yeah, it checks out. <laughs> That'd check out. That'd check out. Is it, does it end up being the same Agumon no. that becomes his partner? No. There you go. Well, yeah. So there you go. Easter eggs. And digi eggs all throughout. Uh, so, <laughs> so many, many digi eggs. <laughs> so many digi eggs. One for every person. <laughs> Including the people you do not want to have a Digimon. <laughs> also, like, <laughs> I completely forgot that, like, when Stingmon digivolves, he starts shooting. And then when they DNA fuse, it's like a Gatling gun. And it's just like, and then the next. Like Imperial out, uh, Imperial Imperialdramon. Imperialdramon. And his little blows up a castle. Yeah, yeah it's like it's I'm like, really confused as what? to why. why? <laughs> oh, that was their original Digivolution sequence. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. but it's like watching it back as an adult. An adult. Yeah, you're like, why? <laughs> why? Why is he destroying things? It's to show how strong they are. I know, I know but I know. it's just. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what? But yeah. the form change was beautiful. Yeah, the form change was done really well. Animation quality was top notch, as you'd expect oh, for, yeah. a, cine- for yeah. a cinema style yeah, it one. Was very good. Um, the characters did feel like they were the continuations of the characters, mm-hmm. but which they was felt important. like they were background characters for Louis. They did. Yeah, they did. Which was kind of unfortunate. But you did get to see a nod to. At the original ending of O2, mm. it shows all the Digidestin grown up with their kids mm. and Yole ends up with Ken. Yeah. And, and so he's... at the end of this movie, you kind of saw Yole be like, hey. Hey, you want to yeah. hang out sometimes? And, and Ken like, being like, what? What? Wait, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Come back. <laughs> well, he's completely oblivious to other girls. Like they showed that when he was at university and yeah. Wormmon was kind of just like staring him down. <laughs> yeah, I ship them and they're pretty cute together. They are so like, cute together. I don't, I don't ship generally. 
But I love kids. we know that they end up with kids, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. It's a win. <laughs> um, go watch it. Definitely. Um, I don't yeah. know where it's going to end up once it goes to digital. Um, that's kind of going to be a big question, seeing as that... It'll it- be somewhere in the digital world. <laughs> you saw that coming a mile off. <laughs> do, I, do, I, do I have something? Oh, I, you do. I do. Hey! You keep punishing me with it. <laughs> you keep punishing us all with... <laughs> you yeah, say it's, punishing, it's pun- but you love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, I, I think um, Last Legend Kazuna might be on Netflix at the moment in some areas, so I wouldn't be surprised if we have a similar location for this. I think I remember this. seeing it on Netflix. Yeah. Because I, I remember Netflix had Try for a period as well. Yeah. Um, so whether this ends up on there as well, just keep an eye out. Um, if you keep an eye out on Anime News Network, um, we'll probably know something in the next three to six months. Yeah, they'll let you know if anyone else will. Yeah. Okay. And with that, it is time to talk about some anime news. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. As always, let's start off with a bit of controversy. There is a live-action Naruto in the works at Lionsgate. They've had the rights since 2017. Lionsgate? Yep. (laughs) Yep. And uh, Tasha Huao who did Red Sonja and Tomb Raider's animated series is apparently involved in the script. This has been reported in Variety. Um, They got uh, details on this in the 10 screenwriters to watch for 2023 list, which included her, who's reportedly work on the Naruto live action movie. We don't know much more about it at this point. There is no release date. There is no confirmation of cast or anything else. They've had the rights since 2016, actually, at Lion. Um, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Um, Did you ever watch any of the Naruto stage plays? Yeah, but that's that's setting a very high bar for Hollywood adaptations. Yeah, but like they could just put like put them all together and release them. They should. They should. Like I would watch that. That'd mm-hmm. be cool if they got the same actors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. the outfits as well that they had <laughs> in the stage plays. Oh. Yeah, they're really high quality. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen any of them. Um, oh. I think the one I watched was called Song of Akatsuki. And like at the end, it was like the last time they were performing it or whatever. So they all came forward and like they bowed and they thanked everyone and Mm. they introduced their characters and who they were as actors and like said a little thing about thank you. Mm. It was really nice. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, So this is probably not going to be great. Um, but there's quite a history involved in um, this live-action adaptation. So rights were first acquired by the sounds of it in 2015 um, before being transferred to Lionsgate in 2016, um, which was then you know confirmed by um, Shonen Jump. So they, uh, Tracking Board reported in 2015 that Avi Arad, who did Hollywood's Ghost in the Shell, Gamba, Gamba to Nakamatachi and his son Ari Arad, were producing the film at Arad Productions, but then in it transferred over to Lionsgate in 2016. Then in 2017, the guys that did, so John and Erich Hober, who did Red and Red 2, which was like the retiree, like retired assassins sort of uh, films um which was like bruce willis and uh uh, dame miriam and all that um you know the 
assassins with John Malkovich, who's crazy, and all that. Um, <laughs> they were on board to rewrite the script in 2017. Then in 2018, they stated the staff were still working on the script because um, Gracie, who was like uh, Michael Gracie, who did uh, The Greatest Showman, he was now directing it again. Um, he wanted to make sure it had the pro- approval of Kishimoto, the creator of Naruto. Then yeah. it's unclear if any of the above people are involved at all so like it is it's kind of a little bit like the akira live action film where we're just like what the heck is actually happening it's just in production hell we could never see this yeah like it could be a case that the rights agreement with Lionsgate runs out and someone else grabs it i'm kind of hoping that what they said about getting kishimoto's approval is real and they do like what one piece did mm. yeah but that's holding it to a very high standard again and yeah. that's but now that that standard's been set i mean look like one, i don't so, know if it's been set though it's been established that they can do it but yeah. whether or yeah. not they choose to is well it? i'm just wondering if they they want to make it like properly because that naruto is a big one to bomb yeah yeah so i wonder if they just kept running into blockades with like something new has then set the bar higher and then the bar gets higher and higher. And mm. now maybe after One Piece, they might go uh, that I route. think it's probably a mm. case if they don't know how to actually adapt it for a Western audience. They don't, don't. need to. I know, I, know they, I know they don't need to, but when they started it, that would have been the approach. If you think they yeah, started this in 2015. In 2015, that was the approach. Yeah. And nowadays, it's not the approach mm-hmm. anymore. So how that pans out, I don't know. Mm. Um, but look, uh, we don't know when it's coming. We don't know when it's happening. The only thing we know is that Tasha Hao is involved in it in some form as a writer at this stage. Um, but Va- Variety could be lying and she could not be attached to it anyway it- anymore. So go figure. Who knows? <laughs> Make up news for clout. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's <laughs> That's the variety of life. <laughs> um, okay, on to another live action but not controversial. Uh, teasing Master Tixar... Teasing Master Takagi-san, the manga, is inspiring a live-action film set one decade later from the end of the series, but also before the sequel manga where they have a kid together. Hmm. And this is both where um, Takagi and uh, Ichikawa are in school, uh, Nishikata, are both teachers working at their old school. And the, the, the story is set on a small island that is kind of west in that little strait uh, between Osaka and Hiroshima in Japan. Um, and that's where the creator lives. And there's only a couple of schools on that island. So it would kind of make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cast look perfect for it. And it's basically, um, you know, Nishikata is going to be uh, a sports teacher and Takagi was just a, a I guess you could say, a all all rounder te- all rounder because it, it's primary homeroom kind of oh right Prim- yeah, primary just a grade school. teacher yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah like they look perfect for the actual characters um they've even got like the forehead right for her um, where's her fang she doesn't have a fang i thought she did no no that oh. was that that's nagatoro so there's too many of these yeah, yeah. And Carl loves all of them. Yeah. Yes, I do. I have a, I have a problem. <laughs> That's why I'm so mean to him, because he likes it. Oh, he likes the mean girls. Yeah. No. On Wednesdays, <laughs> we, on Wednesdays we were pink. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, we're not doing that today. Um, <laughs> no, today's Sunday. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so this is apparently going to open in Japanese cinemas in uh, end of May 2024, so next year. Um, and it's going to be original story um, set in the manga's original middle school setting. Apparently, creator um, is... Oh, my brain's just died. I can see the word, but I can't pronounce it. Um, yeah. Masamoto... Son, I can't remember the creator of the manga. Um, it's a pen name. Um, mm. But they are involved in some of the production as well. So it'll be good. And to be honest, all the spin-offs that have been from the series have been quite good. And there is a new uh, spin-off coming, a new manga series as well, um, which is going to be following their daughter in middle school. It sounds very similar. Mm. Except, no that, except that she tries to tease, but the guy she's trying to tease fails quite regularly because he's quite... Deadpan. Right. So she doesn't get a reaction and then ends up blushing because she's got, you know, Nishikata's jeans in there too. It's like the, you combine the characters and it went funny. It's good. It looks really cute. <laughs> Look, you guys can you, you guys can just go, yeah, whatever, Carl, but I'm going I'm to enjoy that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, we weren't going to stop you. Yeah, look, I'm, 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 I'm on a tangent. Um, card Captor Sakura, the clear card manga has come to an end it's getting a special arc in march um of next year so 2024 we do not know quite what that's going to entail oh no you want to say that again we don't know quite what that's going to entail at this stage so hopefully it's going to give us a really good reason to finally do that card capture episode <laughs> the fabled card capture episode yeah um we have been putting that off but it's just because we haven't been able to get everyone in the studio together because every team member wants to be involved even people who are not in the Such team want to be involved <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if i'm gonna have series. enough mics i'm gonna have to figure that out yeah um, but yeah, uh, this is that's come to an end. Um, there is going to be that special release in April. Um, oh, God damn it. Yeah, I know. I know. Time for a nap. The manga's 15th compiled volume is going to ship in November with the final volume releasing on April 1st, 2024. Um, and this does kind of bring the saga to an end. Um, this was a sequel to the original um, series. So I don't actually know, because um, I haven't had a look at it yet, what the situation is with the cards in this, because we did collect all the cards in the original series. Hmm. So do the cards get redistributed? Is there a different deck? Maybe they evolve. I mean... Digimon. <laughs> no, um, it's going to give me time to rewatch it. At yeah, least. exactly. But we couldn't find the um, the movie. No, like the the oh yeah, the original was... series, like the the series that so we there grew are up with. Two dubs for Card Captor Sakura, the original series. Yeah. And Australia got one of the random dubs, which you can't find anywhere. Of course, Kira Lee has it on her blue on her DVD set, but it was never released on Blu-ray. Um, so you get the American dub which is very different voice acting. Yeah, I don't and I like actually it. say not as good. So what I might have to do is ask Curly if I can borrow her mm. uh, DVDs, Take rip the, the audio, audio tracks, track. rip the Blu-rays that we've got, mm. put it over there and swap it as a new audio track, combine them and then put them um, on a, a drive to watch that way so that we can actually watch the original voice. Or that. I could just watch the DVDs. Like, it doesn't need to be... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you make, you, point. you make a good point. I don't need the Blu-ray visuals. I just need... I mean, you do. My sound that I grew up with. Fair. The nostalgia. Fair. Yeah. Fair. It's not right. The one it's that left. we've got is not right. That's fair. 
Yeah. Well, like, I mean, somebody did that with the OG Digimon movie. Yeah. They took the uh, Blu-ray release of all the OVAs and put the original English dub over it before it was officially released. Someone's done this. That was this, very kind of them. Someone has done the same with the Neon Genesis remasters for the TV series mm. because the version that was put out by on the Blu-ray has really bad audio. Uh, like really really bad and the original like the platinum collection that i've got the dvd collection has such cleaner audio and you're sitting there going what happened like mm. if 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 you were having trouble getting the audio from it you guys would have had the budget to go and buy a copy of the platinum edition easily like if if you didn't have it on hand already but yeah whoever whoever mixed it just messed it up so there's crackles there's pops there's all these other wow. things that shouldn't be in there mm. um the color grading's also off as well mm. oh, um that's... so like you get uh art of, you know how like um if there's a black section on the screen and then the lighting contrast hasn't been done right it can sort of pixelate yeah that's called artifacting there's artifacting on the blu-ray oh okay there shouldn't be like no. that should just Sounds be a like flat really single color lazy palette. When yeah, they, they it, brought it, it up. was lazy, mm. and that's what it comes down to. Mm. So um, there are alternative versions where people have taken um, the Blu-rays for the good episodes where there's no artifacting and put the original audio with them, and then for the ones where there is artifacting, upscaled the original footage overlaid it over the small section where the artifacting is and then cut out the artifacting on its own. So they've literally patched the problem. God, people are wild. Throwing band-aids on it. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, so people share that online. Um, anyway, well off topic. Um, there is a new anime coming. I know, shock horror. Um, it's Only called- one? <laughs> just one oh, we're gonna be out of a job oh, soon guys <laughs> <laughs> Yukinubu Tatsu's Dandadan manga is getting a TV anime it's been animated by Science Saru who uh, did Don't uh, You Don't Mess With Aizuken um, which is fantastic um, this one is one that Tifa brought up for us and this is about a nerd must fight powerful spirits and aliens all vying for the secret power of his family jewel so who better to fight alongside <laughs> him than his high school crush and a spirit granny okay you had me at spirit grandma I know right? let's go is this you Hakusho? It, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just know that Tifa was really excited for this. Um, so uh, Momaya C and uh, Okaran are on opposite sides of the paranormal spectrum regarding what they believe in and what they won't. Their quest to prove each other wrong leads them down a path to secret crushes and paranormal battles they'll have to participate in to believe. Momaya C strikes up an unusual friendship with her school's UFO fanatic, whom she nicknames Okarun because he has a name that is not to be said aloud while Momo believes in spirits she thinks aliens are nothing but nonsense her friend meanwhile thinks the exact opposite to settle matters the two set out to prove each other wrong Momo to a UFO hotspot and Okarun to a haunted tunnel what unfolds next is a beautiful story of young love and oddly sexy aliens and spirits sexy aliens and spirits haunted tunnel yeah Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting... And I can finally find an anime that we both love. <laughs> so look, 
Don't know what the rating of this is going to be. Um, it is going to have Hiroshi Seko supervising and writing the script. He was in Attack on Titan Final Season, Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen, Mob Psycho 100. Composer Kensuke Ushio, who did the music for Chainsaw Man, Devilman Crybaber, Liz and the Bluebird is doing the music. And Naoki Onda, who did Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, Berserk the Golden Age Arc, is doing character design. Um, along with Mob Psycho 100's designer, Yoshimichi Kameda, doing the aliens and supernatural entities. Cool. It sounds like an all-star cast. Yeah. So it looks pretty cool. It looks kind of funny and cute. Oh. And it looks bombastically colourful, which is yeah. exactly what we want from Science Saru. I dig it. Like, that it, style looks great. If they didn't have Science Saru doing it, then you'd have Trigger do this. Like, yes. it's that type yeah. of style. Um, it looks really good. I understand why Tifa's excited mm-hmm. for it. There's a trailer out there for it, which we'll I'll show you afterwards, but it looks really good. Um, now, Oshinoko, second Oshinoko. season has been confirmed for 2024. So it is definitely coming next year. Um, Delicious in Dungeons anime is going to screen in Japanese theaters in December, starting December 8. It's got a three week advanced screening run um, in 41 cinemas in Japan before it starts in January proper. So my understanding is it's just a fir- the first couple or so episodes. They don't specify. Um, how long the session runs for so I'm guessing we'll know a little bit more about that soon if you go to it you will get um, in the first week a special 80 page booklet with an original manga drawn by Kui the creator of the series yeah four main cast members are going to appear at the four screening at four of the screenings in Shinjuku World 9 and Grand Cinema Sunshine Ikebukuro so if uh, if you're in uh, Tokyo and uh, you're a fan of Delicious in Dungeons manga and you want to meet the cast and get some free stuff this is how you do it sounds like it starts December 8th first week you want to get in if you want to get that booklet they probably will not last long because this is a really beloved manga I feel like Kenny would enjoy it Kenny's the one who told me about it the first mm-hmm. time. Yep. How to do it. Yeah, and it's it's been a finalist for the New Franchise Manga Award every year it's been out. Basically, if you have less than 100 chapters, you can be, you can qualify for it, and it gets nominated every year. And it finished with like 108 chapters. Mm. Oh, wow. So it's like it, it only just broke that, and then it won like one of the, the big awards when it finished. <laughs> it's just like it's been for its entire run. It never won an award. Was nominated in so many categories, and when it then when it finishes, they go, okay, here you go, participation award. <laughs> so like, we're sending Kenny to a screening. You. We're sending him to Japan on his own. That would be the worst idea oh, I could think of. I love Kenny, but I think he would idea. panic. He would so, panic so bad there because he'd be like, "Oh my god, okay." Um, like it was really funny when I went traveling with him like a decade ago. We went to Italy and he learned "miscusi" as in like "excuse me" in Italian. He then used that in every country afterwards. <laughs> they just thought he was Italian. It was really funny. Okay, so he's gonna go to Japan and be like "miscusi," <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Banished from the Heroes Party season two is debuting on January 7 um, and the last big bit of news Hyao Miyazaki's The Boy and the Heron has won the New York Film Critics Award for Best Animated Film of the Year they announced the winners of the 89th Annual Awards on Thursday um, the latest feature film obviously winning Best Animated Film it competed against Makoto Shinkai Suzume as well as Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Robot Dreams and Elemental so that's like big names big names yeah. considering Across the Spider-Verse won the that was huge yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I saw that like five times oh really yeah. wow 
Um, G Kids have licensed it, and um, North American releases start on December 8th. Um, if you're in Australia, New Zealand, same here. We get it on December 8th as well. We get it at the same time as the US. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, preview That's screenings. Nice. There mm. is a full English dub as well as the subtitled version going out. So it's. In cinemas? Mm-hmm. We'll have to go see both. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, um, no. The dub. The, oh, no. We, we've mentioned before, but the dub is exceptional. Like, it is like top, oh, the names. top yeah. tier dub. Um, hang on, I'll quickly pull up the dub list. So, you have... Why is it taking me to... That's weird. It's like, here is the meaning of the word dub. Um, Why do you have a link for that? Um, okay, which version of the definition is it? Because you can get a dub, meaning get a W, get a win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's, you can get a dub, which is like a voiceover, or you can get a dub, which is a double, which is two. <laughs> so, <laughs> come on, guys, we got, we got, we got a few. <laughs> yeah, well, it's obviously. I don't the think voice it's dub. the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the English dub includes Christian Bale. Oh. Yep. Nice. Um, Christian Bale, Dave Bautista, uh, Gemma Chan, William Defoe, Karen Fukuhara, what? Mark Hamill, Robert Patterson, and Florence Pugh. What? Yeah. Yep. What? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be in that recording studio oh watching God. them all come Could in. Could you imagine and- being in that script reading room? Oh, it'd be amazing. Because that, you know, when they're, when they're doing the official audio they don't have to be in the same room but if they're sitting there all reading the script for the pre yeah mm, be pretty amazing just to be a fly on the wall oh my god so um luca padavan is playing maki mahito who is the main character um the boy if you will um not the heron yeah he's quite young uh quite young actor um the gray heron is being voiced by robert patterson Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Christian Bale, I think, is doing Mahito's father, Shoichi Maki. And William Defoe is voicing the noble pelican. Nice. Okay. I can, yeah. yeah, his gritty voice. Yes. I can see that. Mark yeah. Hamill is the, the grand uncle. I could see him as like a grandma as well. <laughs> like Dave oh, do that gladly. He could do that. Dave Batista is the parakeet king. The parakeet. Ki- oh my goodness. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, so, the faces. So good. Yeah. Um, oh, that pelican is not holding up too well. No, it is not. Um, but <laughs> oh, here's the thing okay. that's our next episode topic because it comes out literally three days from now for advanced screenings for us here in Australia. Yeah. Um, that will be our next episode. Um, but yeah, I think. Happy days. I think that's uh, where we should probably wrap up this episode. Kawhi Fi Radio. Well, that is where we're going to leave things. Thank you so much for listening uh, and steer, helping stay along with us while we fight off wild cats going berserk in the studio. Um, don't know how much of that is going to remain in the final cut, but we will see. So next time we are heading back to the cinemas twice in a row because we're finally getting the Studio Ghibli Boy and Her- the Heron film. Um, it's going to be good. Yeah. Let's hope so. I mean, it was, it, it's had pretty good reviews. Mm. So, um, This was tagged as uh, Miyazaki's last film, but now that he's done it, he's like, I've got another idea. 
<laughs> the guy is never going to retire. What a lad. So, love him. Um, if you have enjoyed what you've heard and you love us as well, um, hit that subscribe button and join us for future episodes. Um, if you're on YouTube, the thumbs up button is greatly appreciated. It helps with the uh, the algorithm. Uh, We're all but a slave do. to the algorithm. We're all a slave to the yeah. algorithm. Um, let us know your thoughts in the comments section as well. Um, as previously mentioned, we do also have uh, videos on the YouTube channel as well. I, I have been saying for a while that we'll get back to some more of them. I've got some footage that we did while we were in Japan, so I do need to edit that. Probably happening over the Christmas break. Um, and uh, there's some other goofy things planned. With the Are team you doing well. like a Christmas episode or anything? No, not this year. Okay. Not this year. Um, no. we've, we've kind of changed our approach. We used to do our big end of year wrap up, but we now do that in January is the mm. first show of the year because it's just kind of a bit too much. Um, yeah, in, during the Christmas busy. Period. Yeah. Um, it's also there was also quite a lot involved in it um, previously, and it was it basically resulted in me working and editing all through Christmas. It's just, it's not good. That being said, those were some beautiful videos. They were. They were. They were very well animated. But, you did but they amazing. took you too long. They took me weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that's that's not going to be a thing anymore, but we will be doing a, uh, a Kawaii Fi Awards in January, which will be live streamed. Um, and we can all dress up fancy if we want and uh, celebrate the last year of anime. We can wear suits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like it's the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we'll have to just fill the room with gold. We just yeah. get like all the gold tinsel and Christmas Leftover baubles and just Christmas. put that up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah perfect. decorations. Hi. Hi, yeah. hi. Um, now, as always, a big thank you to our Patreon members. If you would like to support the channel and get access to content such as the pre-show podcast, outtakes, video extras, and many other bits and bobs, follow the links in the episode descriptions. Memberships start from a dollar a month, and you can also follow us on Patreon just in general for access to major show updates. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you're following us on social media, on the Kawaii community, so that that's uh, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, Discord, and Twitter, at least for now, because um, <laughs> it X is stupid. Yeah. So that's kind of it. Um, we've kind of had a bit of a yeah. busy few months, and uh, it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. But let's bring on the new year. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Hell yeah, Having let's go 2024. Dance. But for now. But for now. Let's bring on some nachos. Yes, yes. Ooh, yeah. So you've been listening to Kawaii Fi Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, watch, watch some anime. I'm serious about the nachos. <laughs>